You're listening to a Sci-Fi Fangirls podcast. Geek like a girl. Hey, Xenites! I'm Katie Wilson, Sci-Fi Fangirls resident, Xena Warrior Princess mega fan, and welcome to Xena 25, the 25th anniversary podcast. This year marks the 25th anniversary of Xena Warrior Princess. Sci-Fi Fangirls is dedicating four special podcast episodes all about Xena. And we're getting the party started with a bang. Today, we're fangirling out with Lucy Lawless and Renee O'Connor. I might die. So please welcome Lucy and Renee. Hi, guys. It's so good to see you again. Thank you so much for for joining us again. Uh, I'm super excited about this podcast. And I know everyone's going to be really excited to hear from you guys again. So how have you been? What's going on? Lucy, you're at a farmhouse, right? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Katie. <laughs> hey, Luce. Hi, Irene. Hi, Good to see you guys. I'm in, back in Los Angeles. I've been moving around quite a lot, actually. Driving, driving across the country in, in America. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Are we allowed to know why you've been um, going to Sure. Yeah. You know, well, my parents are in Texas, and my husband Jed's parents are in Colorado. Uh, so yeah. they each they each separately have um, needed some extra support and extra sets of hands. So I don't like flying in America anymore at all. Um, and so I've been uh, I drove back and forth to Austin, and then just did the same for Boulder. So it's kind of interesting. I mean, you know, really, it's interesting. Why? Because you get to see state by state how people perceive the coronavirus and how they want to um, handle it, whether it's a hoax or not. You literally go state to state and it's different. Wow. Anyway, yeah. not, it's crazy. Definitely not a hoax, guys. Not a hoax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all we're all coming to your farmhouse, Lucy. No kidding. <laughs> I know. There'll be a there'll be a line. Yeah, not the a line. It's just shocking that um, that there are that you can drum up more than fifty people in any state that believe it's a hoax. I mean, that's how what an outlier that idea is. So dumb. I can throw a pebble in a crowd, and you'll get pe- people that don't believe in it. It's amazing. Right. right. What's crazy about that is it seems very particular to the character of to, of American culture. There's yes. something going on there, rooted in the history and um, even recent history that makes that possible because I'm not sure how many other countries you see that in. Yeah. I I have to say, Renee, though, I am a little jealous of your travels uh, because I haven't even been like three miles outside of my house in like seven months. Yeah. it's I have lots of friends like that. Uh Are you in LA, Katie? Yeah, LA. Yeah. My friends also haven't been out in like 160 days. It's been rough. It's been really rough, but you know, mm. we've we've at least had some some entertaining television and movies to to keep us busy, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh, and speaking of, we just passed uh, the 25th anniversary of Xena Warrior Princess, which you know the internet erupted with wishes for you both. You know what what was that like? Just seeing people coming out and and just giving you guys a huge congratulations on on a show. 25 years later. I didn't know that they were wishing us so much well. Um, <laughs> the hardcore nutballs, you know, um, fans on Twitter, I would expect, but um, 
I didn't really know. I guess I was on the farm cutting blackberry and was a bit like divorced <laughs> from the entire world. <laughs> I was aware of it. Um, I, I put out a um, shorter version of the Xena rap party video, Lucy. I don't know if you remember the one that they were showing. <laughs> I did notice a few of those things reappeared, a few photos of <laughs> me dressed in a Rosie O'Donnell jacket. <laughs> Oh, no, I didn't even see that oh, no. one, but I, rem- oh, no. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I was very much aware of uh, sort of the, the good vibes going around through the Internet and everyone just celebrating at a time when we really, you know, we need to come back to community and, and uh, rise above differences and see the commonality in each other. And honestly, with the, the, the wonderful sense of uh, feminist icons uh, that come through from Xena. I mean, I, I just, I really needed it right now too. So it was nice. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Man. I know a lot of people loved the the video that you posted. Are there any other like behind the scenes videos or like clips that we haven't seen before that maybe in the future we'll, we'll get from you guys? Probably, but you know, we didn't have phones <laughs> to film things on in those days. It was, you know, you'd have a camcorder and I don't think, any of us thought to do that on set, like that was something that people inside the industry don't do. I did actually. You did. You say you that. I do. I now remember that. I just remember watching TJ film uh, Callisto, and I had old little camcorder. Wow, that's cool though that you have that. Yeah, that footage would be amazing to see. <laughs> no clue where that would be though. <laughs> Well, it's also a little bit of a bummer because, you know, we're all supposed to be celebrating at the 25th anniversary Xena convention this year. Yes, bummer. I would have loved I to have done that. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's being postponed, which is good. But it is it is a bit of a sad time, you know, especially because I know the fans have been, you know, really waiting to come out for, for this one because it's a really big event. I've got to say, that's one that I really want to go to. You know, I'm not I'm not somebody who adores going to conventions I find them really stressful I don't know why but those ones there's something special about that group and um that's where it all sort of started for me the interactions with the fans and that would be a wonderful homecoming Ren how do you feel yeah I like those anniversaries where a little time has passed and we have something to come together and celebrate um the longevity of the the fandom people that that? that that was rats in my ceiling did you hear that no do it again wait do it again. <laughs> they were having a little fight up there. Sorry. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. But I remember the rats in New Zealand at my place out in Murawai were like elephants. They would wake me up in the middle of the night, oh, right? They like, might be possums. Those are possums. They lumber. I saw a head louse up close on um, YouTube once, and, and that's how <laughs> possums walk kind of from side to side, kind of like a turtle running. I don't know. We put like, rat bait out. We would find just the worst of uh, these giant rats around because, oh, uh, Katie, I lived out in near Mirawai Beach, and right at the back of the end of the house, it's just like a rainforest. It's beautiful. So the rats would climb the ferns and leap over to the house. Leaping <laughs> rats. Like, yeah. Just a bridge. And they nested in the attic. I had the hardest time. I still do. I have to watch I'm it. a little unnerved at how yeah. like casual and calm Lucy you are. Just like, yep, it's just the rats. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I would Oh, no, it's not. And the pot, I have rats and possums. But as I was saying the other day, they're the only thing between me and hypothermia. Like in the winter, it's so freakishly cold in this house. And it rains, right? Like 
I have buckets that have been there for years. I, I bought this house kind of by accident a year and a half ago, and I wanted to spend time in it at every time of the year so I would know how to rebuild and uh, where the light hits it, etc. And it was so freakishly cold. Like I was sleeping in my coat with a hat and a couple of sweaters and um, under an eider down. It was really crazy cold. And none of my family would come because they're not insane, I guess. And like <laughs> the, rats, the rats are my friends. But the first night, like I bought all new bedding and I, and, um, and I laid it out. In the morning, there was rat shit on top of my duvet. Like the oh, rat no. on yeah. the bed was snuggling with me Ew. in the bed. Like, oh, that's <laughs> not good. And that, yeah, leaping out of the ceiling because I would have this ashtray. It was a shell, this elliptical like abalone shell. We call them power. And it would flip in the night. And I know that's, that's Vince the rat who is <laughs> leaping out of <laughs> that hole, <laughs> landed on the shell because nothing makes an abalone shell flip at three feet across the floor except a freaking yeah. rat, flying rats. But anyway, I don't mind them so much because they, they only shit in my kitchen nocturnally, but the sparrows have come to this because now it's spring, right? And they're in the bathroom, I think, in the eve. So the bath is full of leaves. I sweep it out up the next day full of leaves. And then these freaking birds are like, this is new, flying around, smashing into the windows and everything and just shitting on all the furniture. I'm so mad. How are they getting in again? How are the well, sparrows they're, they're, getting you can in the house? See, you can see daylight through the roof that's why oh. it leaks that's why i have the buckets to catch the rain <clears throat> and you can see the ground you can see daylight around the base of the toilet like this is a freaking <laughs> death trap right this house is a death trap why aren't you filming a horror movie I right now yeah. die on so. the toilet like elvis but for <laughs> completely different reasons like it's going to fall right through the floor you know what's <laughs> hilarious is we have uh, some land right at the back and so I really wanted to go camping uh, with uh, Iris, my daughter Iris, and we couldn't because of the mm. coronavirus, right? Even the parks were shut down here for a while, Lucy, you know? So yeah. we, popped a, we popped a tent <laughs> at the back and there's, oh. this, there's a hill, like it goes like this. So we carried our sleeping bags and pillows and stuff and we made this little tent and it never rains right now in California. So we kept the, the opening with the vent and yeah. um, it's, so she found this little pocket where she could sleep on a level, but then I'm constantly drifting down the hill and coming back up all night. And in the morning, in the morning, we wake up to this torrential rain. And I'm thinking that wasn't in the, what the hell is that? You know? And it was a sprinkler that came through and went through. And so it's coming down and we're, I'm just trying to figure out how are we going to stop the rain, you know, with our sleeping bags and we just end up laughing. But the coyotes, we have a big coyote problem. So the coyotes mm. come out at night. So yeah. here we are in this little tent and you can just hear them with the, yip, 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 you know, and they do this little scare tactic trying to get the animals to come. Um, so oh, I'm texting my, right? yeah, I texted my son, Miles. I'm in the tent down, you know, not far from the house, texting him going, the coyotes are out. Can you know, find your searchlight. <laughs> <laughs> And he comes out with this like night vision flashlight and he's looking for the coyotes <laughs> and he's at the top and he has this BB gun, you know, and then uh, he says, I see one. And I said, where, you know, and he, he said, just uh, right, right where you are. I said, no, that's, that's our dog. Don't oh, hit the don't dog. Shoot the dog. <laughs> don't shoot the dog. We're such clowns. No. I mean, I have, I have at my house a problem with possum and lizards. Lizards yeah. want to live in my house. 
And I, I keep getting yeah. terrified that they, they're just like sitting. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, they're just lightweight. I love lizards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to deal with rats climbing on my bed while I'm sleeping. Thank goodness. Yeah. I was going to say, Lucy, that reminds me of the time when on Xena, you had the rats all around you in that little tunnel. And you right. had, remember that? I know you remember it. Yeah. Oh, I remember so how that. Did you get, yeah. She had to bite, bite it. Yeah. How did you do that again? Because I know you can't bite a rat. So, oh, it was a fake you, rat. Of course, we didn't bite a real rat. But I tell you what, the real rats bit me. I got <laughs> scratched and bitten, and they were, they were so ah. terrified, this poor rat. And my daughter was eight at the time, and she's with all the art department dumping these buckets of rats on me and I'm in a pipe which which has a horrible streak of dirty water on the bottom and it's like supposed to be the sewer of a of a castle right and she's sneaking up anyway these they're dumping these rats in this fetid water they're crapping everywhere and they're trying to look for somewhere safe to hide so they're down my freaking breastplate they're up my very short xena skirt it was the most horrible <laughs> God. What is it the most? I think that might have been the most horrifying for me because it went on for freaking ages. But mm. I had spiders in my mouth that got those great big spiders that were as big as your hand, um, not as big as a tarantula, a little smaller, a little finer. But um, I remember Cameron McLean, the cameraman, could not film that. Remember, he was so phobic. Yeah, I could probably do rats pretty easily or rodents of any kind, but. I don't know. Those big spiders, like I see actors have to have like the big spiders on their faces for photo yeah. shoots and for, I mean, I'd do it, but I wouldn't like it. Or bees. I don't like flying insects. <laughs> or snakes. I, I can't Ooh. snakes. Snakes. Yeah, I wouldn't like snakes much. But when spiders are afraid, they hunker down on your body. Like they crunch really close to you. And it's, that's pretty oh, intense. <laughs> Getting, getting body slammed by a spider. Yeah. Well, uh, before we went off on our, our scary animal and phobia tangent, uh, we were just discussing conventions. And I was just curious, you know, what was your first ever Xena convention like for you guys? Uh, I went to one the first year. Um, I don't even, yes, it was a convention and it, it was in LA. And um, when wasn't there, I was, and I stayed I felt duty bound to sign for every single person. There were 5,000 people in that room. I signed for every single person as if I was up for election or something, you know, but that wasn't really <laughs> repeatable. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but those were the days. I remember Lucy you came back from that first one um, because there were these photos of Lucy and she had this really cool baby, like powder blue, blue? jumpsuit yes, on. Do you remember that Lucy? Yeah, and we're all like, and all the girls are going, oh, it's so cool. You know, we were like, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. And then Lucy said, it's the strangest thing. It was like I was a rock star, you know, that you just walked out there and they, everybody went crazy. And we couldn't yeah. believe it because we're in New Zealand on the farms filming and it didn't make yeah. any sense to us really, you know? Yeah. So that was a trip. And so you just go into, you're playing a role, like it's part of the job, but as your little private self, it has nothing to do with you and you understand that that's part of the phenomenon of the show. And so, yeah, I always found that there is an element of playing a role. You've got to act like a star kind of thing, but um, you can't at home. No, no, nobody's buying it at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also got to be a lot of pressure too, right? I, I mean, I mean, I feel like, especially because some people want to show up and meet 
Lucy. And some people want to show up and meet like the characters that they right. have fallen in love with, which right. it must be a lot of pressure for you guys. I don't think I'm as different from Gabrielle as maybe Lucy is from Xena. You know what I mean? Like I don't have to, I don't have to show up in that way. And I can honestly hang out with Lucy and it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot easier, I think for me, but there were a lot of different conventions through the years where I really wanted to perform something. I remember going through that wave of, okay, I'm going to have my performance art now <laughs> at the convention, <laughs> you know? So, and actually that was the one you're referring Lucy, where you came, you're hiding in the audience and then you popped up on stage <laughs> and you had a question for me. <laughs> so wrong now you go so wrong um anyway which part were you <laughs> i love this one. Oh, crazy but um yeah so the performance art i don't know i love that you did that that's brilliant that is so part of you right so it was very generous of you to give of yourself in that way and to explore the world in that arena i think that's really courageous and and aren't you glad yeah, no, it's not, it's a, not nearly as difficult uh, being around this group of people, our community, because yeah. they're so loving and forgiving, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, literally, yeah. you can do anything, and, and they are fine with that, you know? They are having yep. kind of fun with you, yep. and appreciate the experimentation of doing something different, you know? Um, so I, I don't think it was a hard audience to kind of throw stuff at the wall That's with. right. No, they're, you're right. They're very loving, very faithful, very forgiving. So I feel like over the past 25 years, you guys have been asked literally every question that could be conceived of, you know, about the show. But is there anything specifically you wished people asked more about regarding the show? I don't even think that way. I just am re in reaction all the time. Ren is more thoughtful about such things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, how much sleep did we get? I don't know what it was like for you, Lucy, but... Um you know, going home because you're a part of the whole world that created Xena, you know? But for me, it was always feeling like I, I didn't quite have enough sleep. And then later on being a mother, I realize how much harder it really is when you're juggling um, kids, you know? So I think, uh, I don't think I appreciated, I mean, I, I know we were working hard, but you don't know how hard it can be. And so I know, Lucy, you had, you're a mom and you're working and you had the creative energy in the house that must have been a completely different experience but I remember literally trying to sleep as long as possible before I was picked up for the set and I know I was a complete pain in the ass I'm sure <laughs> because I would roll up literally no seriously I would try to get every ounce or every minute of sleep that I could I don't think I would do it the same way now no it helps <laughs> to be 20 doesn't it yeah. it helps to be and it helps to be hungry like Ren and I were hungry took nothing for granted girls. You know, we didn't come from a feeling of entitlement. We were thought we were lucky and uh, we couldn't even believe we were getting paid to do this because it was just so such a blessing and it was so fun and so challenging and we both um, love a challenge. And, um, uh, yeah, there was no sort of starry entitlement. You didn't have time. No, there was right? no, no, no there was time. bugger all indulgence. And they, there was no, oh, Miss Lawless, would you like to report to set, you know, whenever you're ready? It was none of that. It's like, Lucy, get up and learn your fight. I'd go, okay, like a freaking 
little robot. I was one of those PAs one time. I had to invite the actors to set before. Yeah. It's a very no, it awkward no situation. It. <laughs> it was bang, bang, Lucy, you're on. Yeah, but, but literally you couldn't really leave the set because you were on all day. So you're only a couple feet from the camera and the actual set. And then a couple feet down the way would be our portaloo. You know, I mean, it wasn't like it, it was very grounding and very real, right, Lucy? I mean, we were yeah. we were out in the fields. You didn't have any sense of being in a camper. Oh my god! And that first season, also, <laughs> we had those horrible porter johns that were like bloody just a cesspool with a like a little ring on top for it. Like you know, ugh, that was so gross. But and um, we didn't complain though. We really didn't complain. Those those weren't the things that I remember being frustrated with. For me, it was like being cold, you know, and. Um, <laughs> You know, like that sort of stuff. I had it being wet and being sp- sprayed down. I didn't mind the portal loose. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the least of our worries. But every time Vanessa <laughs> would come near me with that dirty brown sponge, like make me look all brown, like Zena was brown and I'm really white, was like, oh, the stink of that freaking horrible sponge. And it was cold. You're, now I'm going to cover you with something wet and greasy and you're going to put up with it because we don't have time. Or, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that, but Ooh. then there's also, um, we had uh hair extensions. Like, I don't, I don't know if Lucy did the whole time, but I know I did, like, just to kind of fatten up my hair. And, um, so I remember <laughs> the, the, the patients that Barbie would put these little tiny little bands in and then take this woven piece of hair and layer it in and clip it in, you know, and then do another layer, another layer. And it's kind of amazing just the whole way it all comes together, right? To create this, this character, as you said, with the, the body makeup as well. Yeah. There was lots of forbearance. Well, speaking of on set, which is always like some of my favorite things to hear from actors is, you know, little behind the scenes tidbits. But I actually have a really fun game for you guys if you're feeling up to it. Uh, A lot of people call this the newlywed game or the newly friend game where I ask a question and you both have to answer for the other person. So choose an answer that you think the other person would answer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First up. While filming Xena, what was the other person's go-to snack of choice from the crafty table? I'm going to say for rent, it's something like carrots and celery and shit. <laughs> Nuts. What? Are you kidding? No way. I, that's funny. I'm thinking uh, tea. We had a lot of tea breaks. Lucy stayed away from the, the sweets. We had tea, but then there were biscuits and tea on the right. tea break. Bis- biscuits. Bis- biscuits are cookies in, in New Zealand. We call yeah. them biscuits. And yeah. uh, why, I tried to stay away, but... And yeah. Milo. I like Milo. That's like oval tea or, or the yeah. Milo is my thing. Chocolate milk drink. So what would be your, your snack of choice, Renee? Not carrots and celery? I can't imagine I was eating <laughs> carrots. Really, Lizzie, do you think? I don't know. I, I think you was been here really, really disciplined. Oh, man, I don't know. It's, you know, it's the craft service there was different than America. America is, has just the junk food everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's anything you could ever want and shouldn't eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really, there are a few things out, but um, our breaks were during tea time. And it was in the mid part of the morning and the mid part of the afternoon. And everyone just stopped. And we had little sandwiches that would come out um, with the, the tea. So Or pies or something, yeah. Or ice, like popsicles or something in the summer. Those were, those were a treat. 
and we would do big, uh, Ren and I would sometimes shout chocolate for the set or, you know, people love that. (laughs) (laughs) Or Daisy would come out with biscuits every now and then with just a bag of biscuits and walk through. That sounds nice. I feel like uh, more crafty tables or or at least break times like that in in America should be uh, instituted because I feel like that's that's so nice to have like a little tea time. It's nice for us. But the directors hated it. Remember, Lucy, the directors would come over from America and go, what the hell is this? What's this? (laughs) And that's what Rob thought at first. And then he thought, no, it's actually good because it means there's a set eating time. And after that, it's done. So you're not waiting for the DOP to come back from the craft services or whatever. And there's just not that um, habit of snacking anyway, you know, so, yeah. It definitely made it harder, though, in the winter months because the uh, American directors would have the, the two 15-minute tea breaks, and then they lost light. Uh, so I, I remember that that was a more of a stressful time for those guys when they, when they came out, but Ugh. it worked out. And nobody would know, right? Yeah. I just think that's a rotten job, just a rotten job, being a, a series director. Oh. No, it's not. What are you oh talking about? Oh, my God. I just think it's, it's some so crap. Oh, no. It's great. I feel I like it's Rob. the 80s that have it worse. The poor 80s I mean, are the ones who've got to yell at everyone. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, Rob saying, you want to be the chump of the day? <laughs> the chump of the week? <laughs> chump du jour, like, yeah. I was like, I think I do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank God everybody's different. eh? Otherwise, we'd all end up at the same beach at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got it. I got another one for you guys. What would the other person say is their favorite weapon they fought with on Xena? Ren's going to say size, but she shouldn't. (laughs) The other person. I'm going to say Lucy preferred the chakram over the sword. All right. Are we right? No, I like the very few times I got to use the staff because then people would be six feet away and couldn't All fucking right. hurt me. It was just so yeah. much better. Well, the reason I chose a shotgun for you is because you couldn't get hurt because you just had it and then you could fling it, you know, or catch it or whatever. Because um, I know the sword would bonk you. Um, what would I want? Yeah, it's the size. I, I appreciate the staff a great deal, but I still... I like the kind of fiddly part of the the size, yeah. The thing about the sword that I wouldn't necessarily like is all the choreography. There's just so much of it, and you're just constantly having to get up and learn a fight. And I was, in the first few years, I was like, oh, my God, haven't we done all the fights yet? Like, (laughs) seriously, another one today, like every day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes for eight days solid, you would be just fighting. That's all there'd be, like one against an army. And Ren in one against an army was lying there being sick the whole time. So she'd just come and go and then she'd lie down and act all like pasty. And <laughs> having my tea underneath the blanket, right? <laughs> and I just had five fifty stuntmen in that tiny little studio in the middle of summer it was just a fucking misery, man. That but, was um, bad. Sounds like my but, dream. <laughs> But Lucy, why why would you say that Renee shouldn't pick the size? Because of the choreography and because you're up close and personal and you're having you're you're in the danger zone where somebody can hurt you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Yeah, it was a little scarier definitely when I started working with the size because suddenly everything they were doing felt like it was six inches from my face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to the length of a staff. 
Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, I remember that, Lucy. That was the tough episode. I mean, it was yeah. just. But Rin liked. Rin really liked the physical challenges and the dancing and everything. And I'd always like go, "Oh my god, what yeah. a nightmare!" <laughs> well, because she was like always know, into it. Like, yeah, all right. See, this is how her brain works. This is how her brain works. <laughs> This is yeah, how, why she wants to be a director. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. All right, all right, I have another one. So besides each other, who would the other person say was their favorite scene partner? Uh, Lucy'd say, wait, it's tough because first I want to say Kevin Smith, but Ted's a, Ted's a tie. <laughs> I have a, that, that's a tiebreaker. <laughs> totally thinking of were you? Uh, and Brucey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Those, those were the funnest when we were all together. Those were the funnest episodes for sure. And, you know, and Ted and um, Bruce would never, they always honoured that it was your show. You know, when I think back to all the other times I've been on set, right. how competitive some people can be, those guys never. They were fully in support and fully up for the comedy experience. Yeah, it was like your brothers came to visit. Tim Amundsen and Claire Stansfield. These are all the favorite people. Um, <laughs> and uh, for me also, Alex Tiding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, Lucy, what would you think that uh, Renee would pick? No, I reckon Ren will go for something gnarly. <laughs> She'll go for some, something that is really challenging and uh, like a villain or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Lucy gets so analytical trying to dive into Renee's analytical brain. No, you know, as much as I appreciate that, but to enjoy, I enjoyed Ted and Bruce and Alex tidings and um, um, Adrian, the good ones, you know, the good seeds that were there. I thought you'd say like, Acting with hope. Or, Tim, you know, yeah. <laughs> with, with my stunt double who's trying to play hope, who's, who's yeah. also me. No. My, my Franken daughter, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> All right, who would the other person say would be the first person to break character during a scene? We didn't do that that often. That's a good question. Yeah, we didn't do it very often, eh? During a scene? Oh, one time I lost my ship. Remember, in It involved floating cabbages and that terrible... I think it was the tsunami episode. <laughs> that you was a crazy episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. Five thousand. I mean, what was the five thousand dollars? I don't remember that. I don't. I remember that episode completely. Something about losing. As clear we were as so stressed. Yesterday. We were so stressed uh, and so cold and in water for so long, and we we had this bit like anybody who swears. Or loses their temper. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because it was like a, uh, think of this. Five dollars. Yeah. But Katie, think of it this way. You're sitting in a hot tub because fortunately they did warm the water up for us because it was, it was that cold. Time. That time. Yeah. And, and so, but then we had these floating cabbages and throughout the week, the cabbages were cooking because they were boiling, you know. So you had um, <laughs> cabbage soup, soup that we were in through the course of the week. And so that's why we would just sort of find ways to um, keep a sense of humor. My friends were visiting at the time, Lucy. I don't know if you remember Doug and Nan. Uh, 
And so they were there all week and I was telling them about the day to day, you know, how this was going. And it was, it was a challenge, right? And so uh, they went off on a Friday to go look around and I'm like, what did you walk off? It's like, oh no, no, you don't, you don't walk off on Xena, no. Um, but we had had uh, an accident where there was this, oh wait, do you remember that? There was a, a tub that was a, a giant pool above ground. And fortunately no one was filming in it, but there was a tiny little crack and so this crack became a little bit larger and then um, it broke open and all the water from this pool went through the entire set and made us like uh, 20,000 gallons of water. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it bent light bulbs. It. It, it went into the Hercules set, which was next door. And I think actually had to friends, there were divers in there actually at the time. Brendan Jury, some of those guys who were doing the, um, they were uh, setting it up and stuff, do, doing something in there. Yeah. Oh. I was on the side of set uh, doing leg weights, doing exercises with leg weights. And I heard the rivets <laughs> popping, pop, 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 They got louder. And you saw the rivets splitting on the side because this thing was stupidly engineered, right? And all the water coming out. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm trying to run in slow motion with these leg weights on it. I get out with one other person and, we, and nobody else comes out. And we're like, holy shit, everybody's dead in there. Because we thought the electricity yeah. had, you know, yeah. killed everybody. But fortunately, the trip switches, you know, everything worked oh as it was designed to. But, um, yeah, it could have been wow. death for wow. 40 people. Yeah. You know? Wow. That's a, cr- that's a crazy story. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, since I, uh, we quizzed you guys kind of on each other's answers, uh, sci-fi fangirls loves embarrassing me. Uh, I think that tends to be their favorite thing. Um, so they would love for you guys to quiz me on some Xena knowledge. <laughs> so they're asking if you could shoot me, shoot at me, uh, your, your best Xena trivia and go easy on me. I'm a bad test taker. <laughs> you probably know more than I do. I don't uh name an episode where one of us cross-dressed. Oh, I have to name an episode where one of you cross-dressed. Oh my gosh. As a guy or as a different character? Or as each other. I mean Oh yeah, as a as either as a guy, transvestitism, or as each <laughs> other. We dressed as each other. That is really tricky. Especially because I can't remember the name, but obviously Renee, you you uh, it was uh, you you dressed up as Xena uh, when Callisto hit Xena in the neck with the sleepy dart right before the episode Callisto. But I cannot tell you what the name of that episode is. <laughs> That's where my memory escapes me. Is that the one that Patricia wrote? The the big one? Patricia Manny. Yeah, yeah. Is that the one where you're waking waking uh waking me up? Oh, I can't remember. I, I can't remember the name. <laughs> is that the same one? No, 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 no. That's yeah. a different one. I only remember days on set, like what was going on on set. I seldom remember episodes or things. Anyway, um, there was one where I dressed as a dude. Maybe I was just an extra. Ren, what about, <laughs> did I ever dress well, as Gabrielle? You did only dress in, as, oh, in the, the, uh, the go-go outfit. Everybody's dancing. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah. usually pregnant and went out wearing Renee's. Actually, it wasn't Renee's outfit because I could never get into one of Renee's outfits. That's but the stunt woman was larger. <laughs> that is not true. It's very true. <laughs> she put a foot and a half taller than you. <laughs> yeah. But. I, I think the episode was The Greater Good, but I could be wrong. Yes. 
Because that's that's the one where Gabrielle had to be Xena, right? Because yes, Xena yes. was dying. Yeah. Good I job. Think, I mean, I, yeah, I'm about. Yeah. Well, there was also an episode where Xena dressed as a guy. And I'm pretty sure it was an episode with Bruce. I think it was an Autolycus episode. Um, yeah, I can see Lucy. I see the outfit, but I'm not like, I don't know the episode. <laughs> I um, went up to, um, Grant was a props, props guy on the set and I was wearing this sort of blue hat and I had a mustache and a beard and everything. And, yeah. and, I, was, and I was like saying to him, am I turning you on? Am I turning you on? <laughs> I was just really vexing him and he was so, it was so uncanny for him because he knew me, but he didn't know that I wasn't yeah. a guy and it was creeping him out. He was like, who are you? Who are you? Like he was deep in uncanny valley. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you this random piece of, of thing, something I remember. Uh, it has nothing to do with a character in the show, but if I remember correctly, uh, when, when Michael was directing who's Khan, I believe he liked to have theme days and he ended up dressing as a woman for oh, one they of do the that days. That's such a New Zealand <laughs> thing in olden days. I don't know if they do it anymore, but there used to be um, Friday frocks and all the guys would come wearing dresses and uh, the women would wear like ball gowns and things. Yeah, the guys would have platform boots on. Remember, like these rubber black platform boots you see right out of Kiss? Pearls. <laughs> yeah. And then like, a yeah, with the... Our little red dress with some ruffles and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it would freak out the American directors that would come down because you know something. All their ADs are right. totally cross-dressing, and yeah. they've never seen anything like this before. And um, it was just sort of part of. And I think that comes from English culture, you know, right. something about yeah, letting down your hair a little bit. Or I actually think it's quite healthy now that you know now that society's come to where it is. Just um, it's perhaps it's an outlet that guys need and it was seemed amusing in those days you know it's still amusing i think it's a great idea and i yeah. I, I do remember the american directors like they, they maybe heard something about oh it's frock day tomorrow everybody don't forget frock day and then he would just sh- <laughs> they'd show up on set and <laughs> and not know really who to who to address well, where am i <laughs> <laughs> and axel our first ad axel Patton. he um Used to call all the directors sweetheart and lovey and darling and things. Darling. <laughs> Even darling. when Sam Raimi came down and oh Axel's God. calling him darling. And he darling. was so oh affronted God. by this familiarity. But it's right. again, it's kind of an English thing and it's and it's ironic and it's kind of harmless. It's lovely. It's I love lovely. that. Yeah, I love that. And, I yeah, that, that definitely needs to to make its way over here because I think that is so fun, and it also like lightens the mood on set too. I mean, that's great. Um, but that also was a very difficult question, Lucy. So we'll just do one more, Renee, if you have one that doesn't involve numbers or names of specific. <laughs> I was thinking something. Um, what was the episode where Ted Raimi was dressing up as someone else? Oh gosh. An alter ego. Like as as like one of his brothers? I don't think it was a maybe a Jet. Cousin yes, or yes, yes. Jet yeah. was his brother. Brother. I, it was the brother. Yeah. That's right. But I don't did he dress up as a girl at some point that I'm no. Oh probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, oh. not that's not the one I'm thinking about. Okay. Oh, that's really? a really difficult one. Because there was oh. another brother and one who had a um Spanish accent. No? That's the one I'm yeah. thinking of. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah but was, didn't um, he have two though? He had two. One was like Jasper or Jesper or something like right. that, right? Yes. Very good. Yeah. I'm going to watch those episodes again. <laughs> yeah. They're fun. They're definitely fun. Okay. Here's, here's a question for you girls. What was your, the favorite world to go into? You know, Zena and Gabrielle went to different countries and different states of being. So um, what was your favorite world to visit? I loved when we were um, performing in India. I just thought that the sets and the, the beauty textures, the colors, everything was so much more exotic. Um, but I separately also enjoyed the shaman episodes. I know those were hard on you, Lucy, but there was just something about them. They were, they were epic to watch. Yeah. You know, I still yeah. have those in my mind as just beautiful shots of seeing, you know, the, the vast open spaces and that those uh, fat furs and the horses. It was just, I, I thought that was super cool. Yeah. The sin trades were amazing. What about you, Katie? I'm, I'm like such a huge, like Greek and Roman mythology buff. So I really enjoyed trips to Rome for Zena and Gabrielle. Um, but I also really enjoyed kind of like the standalone episodes um, or, or quick arcs that ended up being in like Eastern countries. Um, like Husker Khan. I love that episode. I like seeing kind of like a different side to the world that wasn't necessarily something that like Zena and Gabrielle were used to. And it was something very different um, as well as like the green dragon um, like those episodes are just fantastic because we're getting to kind of step into like a different culture and a different world and learn how different like magics work in the world. So I, I always really enjoyed enjoyed those. I like the Valkyrie one just from the, the aesthetic of it because it was, again, so different to our normal world. And that whole Grindel thing is something that might have, must have spooked me when I was a kid, you know, being alone in forests and things. And even though we had forests, in the Grindle ones, the Valkyrie episodes, they the forest was kind of alive, so it had a different kind of scare to feeling to it. So I quite enjoyed dabbling in that. Oh, I also loved when any time that your characters could rewrite history, like uh, the Odyssey <laughs> episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, where, where it was really it was really Xena who uh, who who uh, strung the bow for Odysseus. Um, like stuff yeah. like that was just always so great because I was always I was always like reading books. I was like reading the Odyssey. And then I I I remember actually this is very embarrassing. Um, I think I was in my English class in like eighth grade and we were learning about Greek mythology and my teacher was talking about different things. And I would just like flat out call her out, tell her she was wrong because I saw it on Xena. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember, I remember I was like, it's Autolycus. And she would call him Autolycus. And I was like, you're saying that wrong. It's Autolycus. That's hilarious. So your show made me a little brat kid in history class. (laughs) And here we are today. Exactly. (laughs) With a little less brat kid. So obviously, you know, this show has impacted so many people's lives, but I feel like even watching TV today, I see so many influences from Xena on television, whether it be, you know, strong female characters or LGBT representation within the shows. I personally feel like it's because of Xena. I feel like Xena started it and kind of just, Hollywood has learned a lot from because of Xena. Um, how do you guys feel about that? And and just, you know, being able to still impact people today uh, within those communities. I don't know. I don't think there's 
a character on television right now that has all the different dimensions of the, the show where you have the humor and um, the, the epic battles and the sense of, uh, of friendship and love and battling for the greater good. I, I, I don't see anything else like that right now on television. You're right. It's time again. I think it's like, I see little pieces of what Xena mm-hmm. Was yeah. you know whether it be just that you know more and more women are able to have stronger characters on television they don't have to be secondary to a man um, as well as seeing healthier relationships for women on television you know I think as a whole nothing has ever been like Xena which is unfortunate but uh, I do see some influences within television today um, but overall it's just the community itself has really loved the show and relied on the show, you know, to find who they are. And it must, it just must be a really cool feeling to be a part of that. Thank you so much for articulating it that way. Cause I've, you know, people said this stuff, but because I come from such a different point of reference, I never understood how it felt to people who don't feel equal or who are put upon or um, by the agenda by being in a minority, like, um, but you put that really nicely. And I f- I've always felt honored, but I didn't really feel like it had anything to do with my I thought I was just lucky to get the gig because some other girl would have had it and then be getting all that sort of um, validation, you know. So I just, I, I discounted it. But as I get older and now that I can hear you, I have the ears to hear it. I'm like, wow, that is really really something we just see Ren and I were young and we were just going for it and we got paid so we didn't think that we required any more than that really than just to be allowed to do our job but it's now that I'm starting to go oh my god that was such a profound movement and certainly lots of countries said our show would never work and then it turned out to be one of their top performers because nobody wanted to see females in in um, a role that especially, you know, two females, the two leads are female and um, males are kind of, they come and go. I didn't know that, Lucy. What, what, do you remember what countries were not interested? Definitely France. France was like, this will never work, you're a female. It's like, you're the country of Joan of Arc, you fucking morons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And it did great in France. And, and I mean, I didn't realize Huge in places like Iran Turkey, Philippines. Mm. Um, so and those are very populous countries, you know, who really took that show to their hearts. So um, what, didn't they edit it quite a bit to create some censorship? I remember Canada did that a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, they would blow up the image to get past the cleavage sort of thing. But yeah. the truth is all of those countries have always had, <laughs> since even back then, access to... Um, other countries' feeds. So people find a way to watch a show unabridged, you know? Well, now especially, yeah. Yeah, now more than ever, of course. Um, but thank you, Katie. That's that's really cool. Of course, of course. I mean, I think it's, I think, you know, the show has touched a lot of fans and it's, I can only imagine it being tough, being the one who's like hired to portray this character um, to, to, you know, cause it is a little bit of a separation, you know, from, from being an actor and, and playing a character. But, um, I think, I think what you said is, is really beautiful. And I, and I'm just so happy that this show has existed 
not just for women or people in the LGBT community, but just in general, there's really no other show like it. And it's, it's a shame. You know, I, I do not want the show to be rebooted with new people, but I would love to see, um, more shows that, that were able to balance all of the things that I feel like Xena has, uh, and did. So yeah. just my two cents, but I do have a question for you guys. Um, how do you think your experience working on the show has influenced or prepared you for the future, whether it be as an actor or a director or just as a human being? I, you know, I think it definitely instilled a work ethic while I was young that um, I, I now want to see in other people, you know, um, also being around um, an egoless actress being in the lead and the whole family environment. I always try to recreate that sense Um whether it's my own set or I'm on someone else's, I just want that to be the experience that everybody has. And it's, it's not as easy as you would think it can be. I don't know. Lucy, you probably have different oh, experiences. Really nice of you to say. <laughs> no, it's true though. But I mean, like I, I don't, I am not on many television shows, you know, so it's a little, it's easier because these are um, these, these projects stand alone and you're with everyone for a certain amount of time. And so it's easier to have a hand in uh, how people are treated, for sure. But the experiences that I do know about with other television shows that are based in America, it's a completely different experience than what um, I had on Xena. You know, there's a lot more ego kind of instilled in the, the studio system, you know, that you walk into. Yes, more hierarchical just generally. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you see Xena making an impact within the next 25 years? Or what do you hope to see? Well, now that you've pointed out the dearth of shows that have the struggle between, you know, good and evil and, and, and the triumph of love and, and justice and all that stuff with an epic, good-looking, you know, vibrant environment, uh, I guess we'd like to see another one of those. And, and, I mean, I don't want to see a reboot done with other people, but I think that's the most <laughs> likely scenario. No. Um, I will fight. I'll I just, I, would, I want to get the team back together just for, um, for some, but I suppose you run the risk. I, I bet the people, the powers that be, are afraid that you'll just um, make a sad reunion and that will ruin things, you know, ruin the, no. leave a bad taste in people's mouths. I, I don't know, but. I will single-handedly run that Kickstarter. for a movie come on let's get let's get like just a a a short little movie or anything i think that'd be amazing yeah there's definitely a variety of shows out there to watch um but yeah there isn't still isn't anything that kind of combines it all lucy i've been watching um parks and recreation and you popped up (laughs) (laughs) i i definitely appreciate the humor in those types of shows and i know that we had that on xena we were all working together just that um, that would be a wonderful experience to have, again, some comedic geniuses, really. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. I could literally sit here and just go all day long, but uh, I really do appreciate you guys sitting here chatting with me, and congratulations on 25 years, and I just find it so incredible. It's, it's so amazing to me that I get to talk about this show 25 years later. 
Uh, so I can only imagine what you guys. It is amazing because like. it's been <laughs> off the air nineteen years, so people are still interested. That is pretty crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And and, and God bless all those fans who made it cool in the first place and stuck with us through and forgave us, Ren, and loved us anyway. You know when we yeah. <laughs> And they're still out there, you know? I mean, we still, yeah, still we get to see them. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I think that's the thing I'm most looking forward to for the convention next year. Hopefully it'll go through is just to get to see uh, some of the newer generation of Xena fans and get to see how the Yeah, that'll be them. great. That'll be great. <laughs> so, okay, it's a date next year. You guys, us guys, let's get us guys this <laughs> Thank you so much, Lucy, Renee. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate it. And oh, congrats again. Awesome. Oh, thanks so much. Happy anniversary, Renee. Happy anniversary to you. Happy yeah, anniversary, awesome. Gabrielle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, I started uh, at the beginning of this podcast saying I was going to be fangirling, but now that it's done, holy my goodness, I am just so extremely excited and honored to have the opportunity to chat with Lucy and Renee and just hear the incredible stories and and just kind of take us back to 25 years ago. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I felt like I was right there with them with every story that they were telling, but um, except without like maybe a little less rats, you know, I think that would be good for next time. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Sci-Fi Fangirls, and that's F-A-N-G-R-R-L-S. And I'm at the Katie Wilson. Stay tuned for next episode. We're going to have special guests and fans. And most of all, we're going to be fangirling for some Xena Warrior Princess. I cannot wait. See you guys next time. Oh, hey, are you still there? Good. Because it definitely pays off to stick around to the end, the very end. Because we're about to give you a little listen as to what happened after we wrapped our interview with Lucy Lawless, Renee O'Connor, myself, and my producer. Oh, Zena, give me a look. <laughs> and you know what? We actually made it through a whole interview, and I didn't ask you to do the Zena yell. Mazeltov. <laughs> you want to know? Yeah, never mind. Not even good. Okay. I didn't want to talk that. That was amazing. <laughs> She's, no, I know. No, that's because that's all they want me to do. They're like, can you do the Xenial for our promo? I'm like, no, I will not. <laughs> I want to hear you now. Oh, do God. It. Come on, do it for me. Do it for Rin. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. No pressure. I, I, this isn't something I go around practicing. So um, I'm oh, sure there's shit. fans out there who do. I oh. promise. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. This might be really loud. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> pretty Ooh. good. It's so bad. Are you ready to do At least you don't say, ay, 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 ay. Yeah. I got I can't, I can't lie. Like as a, as a 10 year old, I probably could do it way better, but. I'm out of practice. Well, <laughs> get on us. We wanted Katie to do the yell for a promo, and she said the only way I will ever do a Zena yell is if Lucy Lawless asks me directly, and it just happened. <laughs> that was so amazing. Uh, I hate you. Well, because you can't tell you can't tell uh, Lucy and Renee. 